I am a wayfarer on the waking way just like you. Years ago, in a time of despair, I was given cause to consider my small place in the whole of creation. The old questions that have perplexed us for ages were haunting me as well. Why are we here? Must there be a reason for our existence? How do we balm our sufferings, enlighten our minds, and awaken our hearts? Are there powers, energies, and realities just beyond our ability to comprehend them? Like a new day rising, a fervor to understand these things illuminated my inner east. The discoveries along the way have been manifold, malleable, and colorful. Like a kaleidoscope, the teachings and practices I have gathered continue to shift and bend, imprinting on the textures of daily life just as it is. My ministry arrives in the form of sharing this extremely personal, varied, sacred, ordinary way with you. Let us traverse this landscape together as siblings. I pray you will join me for a time. I am your brother Oren, and this is my witness to the wisdom cry of the Dawn Deacon. It has been a absolutely beautiful morning. It's Sunday, and I got up before the sun rose, made a little coffee, grabbed my rucksack, and went to two of my favorite places in the local area where I live in southwest Louisiana. There's a hidden pond out in the country near my home. I go there often and if you follow me on social media, you'll see photos of that space. I checked the weather and I knew the sky would be clear. And so it was just this beautiful, crisp, open sky. The surrounding area near the pond isn't really that pristine, but in that one spot where I like to go, it's like a little bubble. colors that you get to see at dawn are just incredible. It shifts so quickly. The sun comes up so fast. I think back to my teenage years and how I really just didn't appreciate watching the sun come up. It's easy to take for granted what I was seeing decades have gone by I now actually feel the rushing somehow of the earth towards the sun after I sat there for a while and 
listen to the water break against the land. I drove into the city. There's a walking park, which is where I'm at now, called The Grove. And the sun was just hitting the arches at the entrance of the grove in the perfect way. The colors had dissipated from the morning. The sky was vivid blue. But I felt so blessed to come into the grove through the arches at just that perfect moment where the sun beamed through across the fountain. I have to tell you, today there are waxwing birds everywhere. Cedar waxwings. I've actually never seen them before. I've seen pictures of them before, but I've never seen them up close. The tree at our home we call Mother Oak. We have bird feeders hanging from her branches, a bunch of them. And we get lots of variety through the spring and summer and into winter, but I've never actually had cedar waxwings before. But this morning in the grove, as I was sitting near the fountain, I noticed, I thought they were cardinals, the shape, the silhouette. I noticed them feeding and there were just hundreds of them everywhere. So I went for a little stroll and sure enough, they were these the beautiful cedar wax wings. If you've never seen them, I'd encourage you to look them up. Their markings are just glorious. They have these little black mask, this sort of tannish gray coat with a soft yellow belly. And their wings have a black towards the ends, but then right on the tip, they have a little red dot, a little red marking. They're flying around me right now. They're just everywhere. They're not afraid, I guess, which is a wonderful experience. I always think that when I come across creatures, I want to tell them to not be afraid of me. I wish I could tell them that. I try to send that signal out that I mean them no harm. But if I were a creature, I'd be afraid of human beings too, a little creature. But the wax wings don't seem to mind me today, which is actually perfect. Because what I wanted to talk about today was making the day holy. You know, it's Sunday. And many people are going to be going to church. Many people have a church, a community, a temple, a chapel, some place that they call their spiritual home. Now, I don't have that. I don't have a religion or a temple that I call home. That used to bother me. And I looked and sought and was disappointed over and over again. 
what I've been looking for was something universal something accepting of all and I couldn't find it although I've experienced it in small doses within communities and churches I'm not sure if that's me or them but I don't agonize over that anymore a friend told me one time several years ago so why don't you build what you're looking for and I I kind of threw that thought out it's nothing for me to build I don't have the resources to do that but then the more I settled into the idea of not having a particular home particular temple that was affirming and open and universal to all I realized that was already in that space and the temple was me and you and everywhere we went this park the pond I spoke of all the different places that I travel the temple can be wherever you make it and that's really what I want to talk to you about today and as an encouragement this park is a beautiful place there's trees and bushes and lovely walking paths made by man there's a variety Creatures feel safe here. Obviously, I talked about the wax wings. They feel at home here, comfortable here. There's places to sit. There's grassy hill. There's flowing fountains in every corner of the park. There's shade, there's sun. Outside of the touches of man, the walking paths and the benches and the trash receptacles and really the fountains all of those other things are beautiful and glorious in their own right they don't need anything extra so my encouragement if you're like me is to cultivate that not by accident, not by waiting on it to find you, but by you changing your intention. That's what I do. I change my intention. When I come into a park, you know, it could be very easy to just say, oh, that's a park. And then there's a church down the road. So a church is for church and park is for other things. But that's not the way I look at it anymore when I walk under this beautiful live oak that's whose branches arch across the walking path that's the entrance to a holy space it's a blessing and I hope you understand my meaning I intend for that to happen I have told myself that that tree is a blessing. Just as if I were in the Catholic Church and I was given a blessing of oil on my forehead, the tree is over my head blessing me. 
we can make these things wherever we go. For instance, the fountain here is in the center of the park. I've assigned meaning to that fountain. I call it the fountain of mercy. And what does that mean? Well, for me, it means when I am near the fountain, I contemplate the ideas of divine mercy, of compassion, of kindness, of healing, and the running water heals me. And then I walk around the fountain and say prayers around the fountain before I enter the park. It's like a personal ritual that I've made. There's a variety of sitting spaces, different points in the park. Different times over the years I've assigned specific contemplations to those sitting spaces. So I will go sit in that space with the intention of thinking about something specific or praying for someone specific. The same with the trees in the park. Each assigned a different meaning or prayer or focus. And in this way, the whole park becomes a temple. There's no stained glass. There's no prayers hanging on the walls. There's no walls to hang the prayers. But you carry that with you. I guarantee you there are places in your community that are like that. They don't have, this is a wonderful park, but they don't have to be like just this park, this large. It can be anything. It can be very ordinary places in your city, in the countryside. And it's okay if other people haven't assigned the same meaning that you have. In this way, we're able to pray constantly. We're able to enter the sacred more often. We're able to drop in. I'm as guilty as anyone of falling into the world and the ticking and talking and pulling and hauling. It's difficult in the structures that we've built to live within to stay in a, a holy state, to stay aware, to stay mindful, to stay in touch with our bodhicitta, our good, enlightened, compassionate hearts. But if we assign meaning to these spaces, these ordinary spaces, they act as reminders for us. I can't tell you how many times I've drove by the grove and I haven't stopped to walk or to pray. I don't have time, I'm on my way somewhere, I have something to do. That's, that's, that's the secular world, that's the world where we live in, that's our survival, that's our way to gather goods and resources and we all play our part within it. But I will say this. Just driving by the grove now reminds me. It reminds me of the history I've had here, the people I've met here, the creatures I've seen here throughout the seasons, of the trees that I've assigned, of the fountain and what it means to me. 
and it calls to me to stop. It's building that space inside of me so that even if I travel thousands of miles away from here, I can carry it inside of me, in my imagination, in my memory, and it can go there again. If we do this, and we start to draw lines between all the spaces that we've made that are sacred and holy, we can pepper the landscape with things to touch to keep us in tune, connected to a better version of ourselves, more loving version of ourselves. There are always going to be things that will draw us away from that. But with practice, we can go there again and again. And while I love the sounds of human singing and going to a temple or a church and hearing a chorus, today the wax wings are my chorus. They're in the choir. And when the wind blows, that's the spirit moving. And sometimes in these spaces, you'll have a convergence. And it's okay to take that as a sign. I often will say that it doesn't have to be real. It doesn't matter if it's your imagination. It's all right because the idea is that it actually generates some type of right action, right thinking, right understanding that you can take back out with you when you're not in the space. It's okay to see a bird as a sigil or a sign. It's okay to take an alignment of flowers or the sun touching something in a particular way to find a penny or a feather and to find meaning in that. How often have you been to a temple or a church where someone has said something to you and you go, oh, that was meant for me. How could they have known? Or perhaps a priest or some other holy person, a pastor, has told you something at just the right moment. And you say, oh, I'm so glad I came. That was for me. You can build that right into your life, right now. And you don't have to wait. So today, if you are able, maybe it's within your own home or your yard. I don't know where you live. I don't know what your circumstances are. But look, find a space Maybe it's a corner of a room where the light dances across the space in a particular way at a particular time of day. Use that as a bell of mindfulness. Find your wax wings. Find your chorus. Find your blessings. Most, most important of all is just to look 
at the world differently. Within the cracks, past some of the broken parts and bits, inside of those cracks, there's, there's tiny plants growing sometimes, little, little, little organisms in there. And when we zoom down, we see that they're just as beautiful and complex as we are. You know, <laughs> I just walked past a milkweed that's flowering. It's one of the only yellow flowers I've seen in the park. So many of us would just say it's a weed. But this morning when I was at the pond, I took a photograph watching the sunrise through some weeds and I thought even the weeds are sacred. Even the weeds sing glory. Even the weeds witness the sunrise and are warmed by it. You know, even this yellow milkweed is the first yellow. Its yellow is the same as the yellow of a daisy or a sunflower. What's the difference? Even that can, can become sacred. Look inside yourself, not just your home or your community. Look inside yourself for those sacred spaces. Those moments of memory where the light maybe touched a corner of your heart a certain way. Focus on that. Go there again. I appreciate you taking this morning walk with me. It's really been a, a beautiful, beautiful morning. I hope something I talked about is of use to you on your own waking way. May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all rejoice in the well-being of others. And may we all live in peace, free from greed and hatred. Brother Oren Parker is the producer and host of The Don Deacon and the Find the Good News podcast. As a licensed ecumenical minister, he practices universal spiritual accompaniment, offering a brother's ear to fellow seekers. Oren provides baptism, blessing, and union ceremonies, as well as tailored rituals to memorialize special occasions or blessings to sanctify personal spaces. Brother Oren also officiates weddings and funerals. For information or to contact Oren, visit findthegood.news or email oren at orenparker.com. Thank you.